I mean, before we even get the intro going, I just want to ask a little bit about uh, your day-to-day, your training. I mean, I just, I, I know you woke up 4.30 a.m., and I know you kind of just finished your day up. So can you uh, can you give me the scoop on your training? The training here is uh, it varies, honestly, like week to week. So like this, like the first week I was here, it was just workout at 7.30, skate at uh, 10.15, um, and nothing crazy. But this week there's – like the Blackhawks skills coach, um, I think a Toronto skills coach, and then somebody else um, is just in town seeing if guys like what they do and whatnot. Um, so just getting up, at, I think it was 4.15 this morning, coffee and out of the house by, I think it was like five. Um, then 45-minute drive up to the gym, get a little workout in, um, and then we were on the ice at, 7 15 this morning uh went and got breakfast with ronnie adderd and then he had his agency camp and then i went back to the rink for 10 15 skate what are you ripping in the car for 45 minutes in that ride you got the heat seater on car sauna going oh absolutely nothing i got a fucking lumbar support on my fucking back <laughs> yes he does <laughs> i love that what are you listening to just some tunes yeah yeah usually rapper edm a lot of old oldies music right now on fucking nice sunny days around the course. Any podcasts? Instead of some fucking Bob Seeger and some Elton John and shit like that. So that's crazy. That's how you say his name. I thought it was Ronnie Atard. Yeah, no, everybody did. Everybody on like all the coaching staff and everybody that I know that doesn't personally know him, it's always Atard. Can you it's say that again? Ronnie Adderd. Ronnie Adderd. Yeah, no, I, I would have thought I've seen the guy's name that guy's name everywhere, you know, like he just yeah. made NHL debut this year and stuff like that. So I thought for sure uh-huh. Ronnie Atard. But um, yeah, that's funny. How'd you get set up there in Michigan? You're obviously uh, born in Denver, live in Omaha, and uh, how'd you get set up there in Michigan? I take. I think it was Ronnie and Corey Schooneman, uh, who I texted last year because last year at the end of the year, I got hurt at the end of the college season. My left knee did. And then I kind of healed up from that, came and played at Hershey for four games. And the fourth game that I played, got tripped into the boards full speed, fucked my knee. So I didn't get training until, uh, honestly, right about now. It was like the first week of August is when I uh, jumped in last year. And, yeah, it went well because it's like the NTDP gym and all their trainers and shit. So they have everything you need and I don't have to drive anywhere separate for ice, which is nice. Nice. I love that. Is that at the Plymouth Arena? Yeah. Yeah. You see in the BuzzPod posters all around there, these posters, we posted them all around that arena. Did you? Yeah. Take a walk around next time, like in the hallways, even go to the public bathrooms. We put them on the stalls. Yeah. I'll walk upstairs around their little concourse and see where they're looking like. Yeah. That's, that's unreal though. But you talked, you just mentioned, I mean, you were injured all last summer till August, but um, I mean, this was a, a hell of a season you had this year. What what did you do uh, in that time, like, when you really couldn't do anything? Were you thinking a lot about – were you kind of in your head a little bit about this upcoming season and uh, how you weren't really able to train and stuff? And uh, it's not only, but you only had, compared to now, one point in those five games in Hershey. So uh, how was your mindset like and what were you doing over the summer? Uh, I was shaking in my boots. I was so scared going into my first pro season. Uh, not even, I don't even think it was a full month of summer training. Um, so yeah, I was shaking in my boots. 
Um, kind of came in and felt like I had something to prove after, you know, all the social media leading goal scorer in college hockey uh, kind of blew up. And so, yeah, I felt like I had to prove something um, and just just kept telling myself, skate fast, shoot hard, skate. Because I know I've always believed that, like, nobody can catch me and there's not a lot of guys that really can. Um, and so, yeah, I just skate fast, shoot hard, and good things will happen. Skate fast, shoot hard. I mean, you you do shoot hard and you do skate fast. I mean, this season you broke the the record of uh, you became the fastest man in the world. I'll actually uh, get the intro going. So, um, welcome back to the Buzz Pod. This is episode one hundred. Joining us today is the world's fastest man on ice. He led all AHL rookies in goal this in goals this season with thirty. Signed his first NHL deal with the Washington Capitals and won the Calder Cup. It's truly an honor to have this guy back on the pod. Ethan Frank, welcome back. What's up, bro? Thanks for having me. It's a true honor to be back on the pod, especially for Epi 100. Epi 100, baby. I mean, I had to get the fastest man alive on for Epi 100. Uh, it is a big deal. Nobody can catch you, like you were just saying. Um, can we actually, I mean, let's, before we talk about just the fastest skater stuff, um, can you talk about the beginning of the season? You mentioned you were kind of shaking in your boots going into camp. Uh, obviously, you had an amazing season, but talk about just going into camp, what camp was like, and then the opportunity that you had or had to earn right away. Yeah, no, it was it was nice just because it was the head coaches and one of the assistants first year in Hershey. Um, so it was kind of nice to all be coming in first year together, not really knowing what to expect and um, just kind of having – fun with it really like that's all he wanted throughout the whole year we'd have barbecues and grill outs with the whole team girlfriends families everybody invited so yeah he set a really good standard as far as that um right away um but it was it was really fun um it was a battle um and then the opportunity um as unfortunate for him but unfortunate for me uh Garrett Pilon got hurt it was maybe a third of the way into the season he was on the top line um with Scarbosa and Vecchioni and uh, I got bumped up, and the rest is pretty much history. Those two guys make it super easy. They know. I just tell them all the time, I'm flying out of the zone, so just look for me. Like, I'll be open. Or I'll get to a puck. Like, don't be afraid to ice it because I'm fucking humming. So, yeah, um, yeah no, it's it was nice. Those guys are really welcoming, especially being my first year. They were, they were nice and uh, cool helping me out and kind of figuring out the ropes and whatnot. And what about, like, any downs throughout the season or, or what about like when you're scoring these goals, like, you know, I'm sure you had a couple games, your back-to-back goals and stuff or, 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 and then you go dry for two games. Are you ever, were you ever kind of scenarios in your head? Like, fuck, like I got to get some goals again. I'm dying down here. Yeah. The only time that that stuff went through my head was in playoffs. Unfortunately, I was, uh, I don't know what was going on. I just couldn't, well, it wasn't myself. I don't really know. I didn't, I didn't really look at it that deep because I didn't want to, uh, you know, be the negative Nancy in the room, kind of selfishly being sad. I'm not scoring goals. Right. Um, but I just, you know, I just try to stay calm, level-headed. Everybody's going to go through it sooner or later, and it's going to happen no matter what. So you just keep working and, you know, find a way to battle through it and don't let it happen again pretty much. Yeah, I mean, and, and championship team Hershey Bears – um, can you talk a little bit about your captain, Dylan McElrath? I mean, you know what I do, and that guy does it really, really well, or, or used to do it more than he does now. But um, can you talk about him? I mean, he's a mutant. <laughs> yeah, no, he's one of the, like, nicest, sweetest, most caring human beings I've ever met off the ice. 
And then it's like as soon as his Under Armour goes on, he's just ready to murder everybody. Yeah. He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care how big you are. He doesn't care how much money you're making. He's coming after you, and he's going to play the same way, and it's miserable. It is miserable. I've been dummied by that guy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was telling Z, like, that's that's a guy in the American League. He's probably the guy that you're yeah. like, dude, like, if you, if you do my role, it's like, got this guy like yeah yeah oh yeah yeah no for sure and there's like off face offs and shit like other uh other players are you know talking to us like dude tell mac to leave me alone like tell mac or to stop i'm not gonna fight him i'm like you're on your own man i tried i tried that in training camp and he doesn't care he's still gonna come after you probably guys uh probably guys like you love having him on the team just because if anyone says anything to you you got that that mutant coming down oh yeah yeah, I got asked to fight a few times this year, and I just turn and point my sticks and go talk to that guy. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. And, um, I mean, obviously, first, congratulations on your NHL deal. But um, I want to talk a little bit about, like, getting invited to the AHL All-Star game and going there, um, set winning the fastest skater and setting record in NHL and AHL, becoming the fastest person to ever do that. I mean, the fastest skater in the world. Um, what was that experience like for you? And then, uh, and then is that when did every NHL team start calling you after that? Because it's like, man, we got the, this is the fastest skater in the world and, and look at his numbers too. Yeah, no, um, the experience was cool. Uh, obviously it's something special. You never really know if stuff like that's ever going to happen in your career. So it's cool to be honored. Um, but yeah, no, we played like two nights before. And before I found out, I'd already bought plane tickets to Florida for all-star break. And um, so, like, it was kind of a rush last-minute thing. Um, like, flew out at, like, 6 a.m., I think. Um, this was on my birthday is when the all-star thing was. Nice. And so I wake up, immediate airport beer. It's, like, 6.15 in the morning, airport yeah. beer. Yeah. And, like, I didn't really know what was – like, we didn't, we didn't get a schedule or anything. They didn't really fill us in. Um, so I didn't know what was going on. And so I just kept kind of having some airport beers throughout the day. And uh, we get to the hotel and I have like 45 minutes to get dressed, to get on the bus, to go to the rink for the all-star or the skills competition. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So I get down and do like 10 minutes of stretching, throw my suit on, uh, go to the rink. It was pretty cool, chaotic, um, but cool. They had it well organized and um, got some cool stuff out of it. Uh, but yeah, no, it, we didn't find out what skills competition we were doing until like 10 minutes before we were getting on the ice. Like so when they explained what it was is when we found out who was doing what. And so it was kind of like nervous and a lot of anxiety. And yeah, I watched the kid from Tucson go before me and he looked like he was buzzing. Um, and I kind of was buzzing. So I had a little anxiety from that too. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just said, I got to get moving here. And yeah, no, it turned out well. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be that fast. I've always wondered what it would be like compared to NHL numbers. And obviously they're not trying as hard as they can. Um, but yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Cause I didn't think it would blow up like that either. That's crazy, man. Maybe we get a sober on your sub 12. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was thinking too. Like, could you imagine if I didn't play and travel and like, if I had good legs, like what this, what the time would be. So yeah, yeah that's kind of a good joke. I think to myself about, yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that just makes me want you in the NHL All-Star game next year. Just <laughs> shatter that thing. Just hold off on the beers till after and just shatter. Yeah. Um, but that's unbelievable. And then 
Um, I know you you dropped your your skates off in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I mean, what an experience that must have been. Yeah, I did do that. We were actually in Toronto, um, and I had gotten hurt that game. It was like 11 a.m. kids game, and it was like my third shift of the game, and I go into the boards in my hand. Like, the guy hit my elbow and just shoved my hand into the boards and uh, went through a lot of stuff with that. It was kind of a joke trying to get that figured out. Um, but, yeah, no, went after the game, and they had a trophy to drop off to. And, yeah, it was really cool. They sent me, like, some emails and stuff. I got uh, Phil Pritchard's, like, business card with his cell oh. phone number in my wallet. And oh, I always wow. Like, every time I pull out my debit card or ID, I see it. And, and you're so like, I call <laughs> yeah yeah it's always a good little reminder that um good things have have been happening and good things will continue to come yeah absolutely and speaking of good things coming when did that nhl deal uh come about um uh, they wanted to at the beginning of last season instead of the a deal with hershey um but didn't really know just being the fifth year college guy didn't really know how it was going to pan out um so they wanted me to earn something um, but yeah, no, it wasn't, there wasn't a ton of other teams in the mix at the time when they offered it, um, which is fine. Cause I like, I'll take what I can get, you know, it's yeah. every kid's dream. So, um, yeah, no, it, it, it wasn't even, I think six or seven minutes and I had the email sent back with it signed, uh, cause we were in Laval. So it was right before the all-star game after, um, the skills competition the yeah. next day. And so I was like, yeah, I'm sending this in right away. Yeah. That um, makes that sense. Pretty cool. They they seen your your speed and they're like yeah just give give this kid yeah <laughs> just give it to him <laughs> just give this kid a deal but um I mean did you I know you and I know that you've always been an elite player and I'm actually I was thinking about it today I'm surprised you didn't get drafted in the NHL um is that something that that you think about like I'm an undrafted guy like I can't believe these guys missed me because you're not a guy that shot up out of nowhere. I find you've always been legit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I think back, like, when I was that draft-eligible age, I just didn't have a few key factors that, like, they look for um, and didn't really know about it um, until I started listening and doing everything David Goggins. And then I figured it out and something clicked. And, yeah, I just – I don't know what it was, but I just found a whole new level that I could take myself to. And I got to give that guy credit because he's nuts. Yeah, he is nuts. I love Goggins. Yeah, oh yeah, I can't get enough of him. I wear a stay hard shirt at workout some yeah. days. It's awesome. Stay hard. Uh, yeah, I, we actually both did the forty eight forty eight challenge because he inspired us. I did it during COVID because that's Good what for I you. I yeah. just I did it two yeah. times. Yeah, I remember watching you do it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know you did a solo though. That's unreal. Oh, dude, fuck. Yeah, it was a battle, dude. And yeah, that I can't imagine. Book. Did you listen to the audio book or did you read the book? No, I read both of his books out. Oh, okay. I, I read his book. I also recommend listening to the audio book yes, because when he talks about the audio book, he stops, he pauses it, and he explains the situation oh, like, like in okay. a podcast form. It's literally like a book. Yeah. The author, and the author is interviewing him. It's oh, you can get it on all I thought it was books. just – I thought it would have been some random voice just reading the book. Oh, it's him. No, it's, it's him. It's him. Okay. He's reading it, dude. It's – and he, oh, that's the best workout music in the world. Like you're working out, <laughs> yeah, I can't you throw his audio book on. It's his voice, him telling you, 
and I'm running. Yeah. I'm on my 99th lap. I got to hit 100, but I'm shitting myself. There's blood <laughs> in my face. Yeah. And you're like, should I do this last rep? All right, yeah. this guy's shitting himself. And he's yeah. going to do the last lap. This guy's running on broken feet. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable story. Like, uh, just an unbelievable guy. But um, can can you kind of talk about just uh, the AHL as a whole? I mean, obviously a grind of a league. And for you coming out of college now, you're playing – you probably played 90 games this year. I don't know how many exactly, to be honest. I shouldn't know that. But um, you played a ton of games this season. Uh, I mean, how'd your body hold up? And 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 how about that schedule? Yeah, no, it really wasn't bad. Um, I guess it kind of was. Like, I think we had, I think it was like seven, eight or nine, three and threes throughout the year. And so, like, it, it is tough. Um, but I feel like, they give you the tools that you need. And if you can't rest and fuel yourself properly, then that's on you and it's going to show. Um, so it wasn't bad. Like they give you everything you need to help recover and get ready for that next game. But um, yeah, those, those dog days, like January, February, March. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's a grind. It's almost like, I don't want to say autopilot because every situation, every game is different. You're always in a new city or whatnot, but um, yeah, no, it's just wake up play um it's definitely i don't want to say they don't mean as much just i feel like it's just not as intense compared right. to college because there's like you said 70 80 games instead of the 30 35 you play in college so um yeah it's just different how guys handle it um and trying to get that fired up for 80 plus games is, is tough but there's enough caffeine out there to get you going yeah, yeah that's true big espresso guy uh <laughs> yeah oh that, yeah other than that, did you notice any uh, differences between college and pro in your first year? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, honestly, one piece spot on the power play. Either way, he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I just felt um, kind of like I said, it just wasn't as intense. Um, and so the D and like the forwards back checking, like it's not right in your face right away. Like I felt in college, like I touch the puck and I'm swarmed with three guys immediately. Um, and so it's just a lot more systematic because it's you got to be in a better spot. Um, defensively because guys will beat you and make you look silly at this level. Um, so it was kind of nice in that aspect. Um, but yeah, no, it, it all, it was a pretty fortunate year for myself. Like a lot of guys just made it easy. I would just put myself in a good position and just shoot. And you know, I have confidence in myself that I'll score a lot. Um, so that's just, yeah, I just got to get myself open and scream for it. And uh, I know you grew up playing roller hockey. We're, we're both roller hockey guys. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get your stride. Can you talk about just uh, how you develop your stride and, and what you do for your skating? And if it's just playing roller hockey, I mean, you can you can just say that, too, because I know you do a ton of that. Yeah, no, honestly, that's pretty much it. Like this year is the first time I've ever worked with a skating coach. Um, so that was kind of weird for me. Um, but honestly, like as a kid growing up, I watched Jack Eichel. And uh, Nathan McKinnon videos on YouTube. Literally just watching them skate and just trying to mimic it. And then the one they're both just so powerful and just make it look so effortless how fast they go. Yeah. And you too, dude. And I was showing your video to someone today. I'm working at a hockey camp. I was showing your video to um, one of the other coaches that coaches with me uh, who still plays. And he's like, man, it doesn't even look like he's trying. It's crazy. And uh, now he know now now he'll know that you're you're six seven beers deep. But uh, 
but you were trying. It just looks effortless. And uh, that might come from the training we used to do back in Omaha, 1 a.m. after the after your dad would close down the rink and we'd be able to hop out there and get a little game going. Those were the absolute days, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I miss that for sure, especially seeing, like, other guys used to do that with, like, when I go back to Omaha. Like, oh, yeah, it grows grow up so quick. I don't know where the time goes, but I definitely miss those days. Those were a blast. And so um, what's, like, your main focus going into this season? Obviously, um, I hope to see you play in the NHL. I know you hope and expect yourself um, to be there and uh, – and I, I, I think and hope it's going to happen. But um, what what are you trying to work on this summer in order to make that happen? Um, A lot of the little things like shoulder checking, going into corners and getting ready to receive the puck. Just knowing kind of where everybody's at before I know, before I get the puck, really. Um, a lot of wall work, getting pucks off the wall. Um, and then just probably just more poised with the puck. Because I just, I've always been able to just chip the puck and just skate fast. And usually I'm probably going to get there or at least force it deep to get on the forecheck or whatever. Right. Um, but I think if I added that to my game, it'd give me a whole new dynamic of being able to like make plays and whatnot and not just be just a shooter. Because um, yeah, as of right now, I don't think I'm a very good playmaker. I just like skate fast, shoot hard. So yeah, <laughs> skate fast, shoot hard. Well, it's working for you, but uh so, so that's that's what you'd say you're working on is just like kind of becoming more of an overall player, being able to make plays, being able to see plays before when 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 they're kind of developing before you even get that puck. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like a lot of the like uh, like video sessions, almost just kind of technique stuff and uh, just a lot of stuff that like a normal hockey fan wouldn't really think that is important to the game. Uh, but like as hockey players, like you know, it's just the hardest stuff to work on. Because yeah. um, it's probably the most boring because you're just sitting watching and then going out in the session, the skate sessions are slow because you're trying to develop a new tool to add to the bag and, and whatnot. So it is kind of slow and frustrating, but, you know, if it pays off and you end up being able to add it to your game, that that's crucial. Yeah. How long do you say you work on those tools uh, to work on a skill and add it into your game? Um, is it like try something depending. for about two weeks or – yeah, because usually, like, with the skates now, we'll do um, – they're only about an hour long, so we'll do, like, 20, 30 minutes of adding the new skill and working on it and getting the feel for it, and then we'll play mini games that give you the opportunity to add that and to use it so you can do it under pressure in a more of a game-like situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of more of an unconscious kind of thing. You're just doing it. What What was your favorite AHL city? Laval or no? Oh, Laval or Toronto, probably. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, both just so big. a good spot. Oh, yeah. yeah, big city, super nice. Um, yeah, like the hotels in both spots are just crazy nice compared to every pretty much everywhere else we stayed. Yeah. Where'd you stay in Toronto? The Delta? Yeah, I believe so. Right downtown next to the Scotia and – Yeah. Rogers yep. Center, oh, that's yep. a good spot. right next to the CN Tower too. Yeah, when they call you up, that's where they put you. Yeah, it's a good spot. You, <laughs> wait, wait, was there any guy on the team that helped you with the transition? Like, obviously, going from college to pro is a lot different in terms of. I know in college they got you guys on schedule all day, every day, and I know in pro you got a ton of free time. 
I mean, not a ton because you got a ton of games, but you know, your off days are really off. Like you don't got no class, nothing. So the yeah. uh, guy on the team that kind of helped you out with that stuff, or is that something that you figured out on the fly? Um, Probably nobody specific. Um, uh, Like our team is so close knit that like I could ask, one guy a question about something and then turn around and ask a different guy a different question about yeah. something else um so that was cool because it was kind of everybody doing it um but then again also figuring it out on the fly because you don't really know what to expect really like the off days the coaches don't like don't come into the ring yeah. i don't want to see you here don't come in and so like in college off days you go in you get a bike you get a stretch you do whatever but you yeah. have to you have to go in pretty much yeah. Um, so yeah, that was kind of cool. Like they really emphasized getting your rest and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely different. Uh, a lot more on the go. I feel like just because of the schedule. Would you get up to on your off days? Anything uh, you could talk about on the pod? <laughs> Any yoga? Uh, yeah. Every once in a while we would. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. But honestly, no, I, I just got a PS five this year. And so I've been doing a lot of that. What are you yeah. playing? Uh, I got PGA, UFC. Nice. Uh, The Last of Us. Are you a COD guy? COD. COD? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played Warzone. Uh, usually just plays, like, zombies or whatnot when somebody comes over. Yeah, yeah, Um, is the best. Rocket League. I'm not a gamer, but it's always, like, the guys that are gamers are gamers on the ice, too, hey? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. There's a few of us out there. So, I have this theory that when I play video games on game day, I play better because I see the game faster. My eyes are going. So whenever we're on the road, one of my buddies, Brennan Capcheck, brings his laptop and we play Call of Duty on his laptop. And so I'd be dialed and like playing and I haven't played yeah. Call of Duty for years. I don't have a console. I decided to have a daughter instead. And, uh, and so on those games, I would just, I was like, dang, I felt really good today. It's like, I got to play Call of Duty on game day now. I got to play Call of Duty on game day. Yeah, absolutely. I used to tell myself that too. Like, I just feel <laughs> like it kicks in your reflexes and your mental thinking. And so it helps you out. Oh, yeah. You see you see everything. You, you see all the plays way faster. Yeah, absolutely. You see you guys out of the peripheral vision and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is my last question, Frankie. What kind of guy are you like? Get, get, get to the rink. Um, what are you doing? Like, are you stretching a lot or are you just kind of hanging out with the boys, taping, taping the, the weapons? Yeah, no, it's, um, we have breakfast at like eight fifteen usually in the mornings. Um, I get there at like seven 45 with, uh, one of the vets, uh, he goes in and gets work done with the trainers and I just sit there and stretch and roll out and they're gone because they have NHL network on the TV in the room. And so I just sit there and just stare at the TV for a few hours till everybody gets there. And, uh, yeah, no. And then once everybody comes in, I'll start taping sticks and whatnot. I just, I tried it when I first got there to do it right away. And then I just be sitting around with nothing to do. Um, so I just kind of hang out, sip the coffee, kind of chit chat. Um, and then, yeah, once everybody shows up is when it's closer to practice time. So yeah, I just kind of focus on that. Such yeah. a beautiful life, man. Um, do you think uh, – this is actually my last one now. Do you think not being in class, like not having to worry about school, has just helped your focus on hockey and, like, has allowed you to kind of reach a higher potential? 
Yeah, I'd say so. It was always a stress factor, whether you thought about it or not. You know, you had to have good grades or you're getting yelled at and you're getting scratched. Um, so, yeah, no, it's nice because uh, especially like the young kids from major juniors come in and like just have no idea how lucky they are to be where they're at at yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's it's pretty nice not to have to focus on anything else and just play yeah. hockey. I'm pretty sure if uh, your grades weren't good enough, instead of scratching you, your your coach would have legit done your homework. <laughs> yeah, my last year, honestly, first would have just told the teacher to just let it go, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd hope so. That's why I, 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 if I'm coach, I'm like, Frankie, I don't know anything about this, but I'll get you a D maybe. I'll yeah, get <laughs> I'll get you through. You'll get by. All right, well, bro, thank you so much for coming on the pod, bro. Oh, yeah. For taking the time to find a spot with good – Good connection, man. This has been unreal. Yeah. The hundred fastest man in the world. Yes. Congratulations. For sure. Hey, thanks for coming on. Hey, if anyone yeah, man. is Thank looking you. for a guy that likes to go fast, this is your guy. This guy likes likes to go fast. <laughs> thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, man. You got it. Of course.